0: So what's good? This is Cheats. We are here at the Cheats Movement Podcast, The Table, Episode 6, and I am extremely honored and I feel humble and feel blessed to do our first roundtable in the city of Petersburg. Um, Why am I here? Why is the Cheats Movement here? Why do we have an amazing group of uh, community activists and public servants around the table in Petersburg? It's because of why you think it is. Uh, I really do believe uh, that the messages coming out in the press about Petersburg as a whole um, are very similar to the messages that we heard coming out of Richmond several years ago and I before we started the Cheats Movement. And I do believe that uh, the complete story may not, may be, may be being left on the table. So it is an honor for me to be in Petersburg with a, an amazing group uh, very quickly, I will uh, say say the names of the individuals that we have here. We have Kofi, we have JD, Atiba, Fancy, Dawn, Jesse, Officer Betts, Saeed, Shaheed. Shaheed, excuse me, I'm sorry, and Bari? Muhammad. Bari Muhammad, who is here. And so it's a pleasure to have everyone here around the table. This is my, our first time in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to start off with Fancy because i we had a conversation um, leading up to this, and I think that there are um, a, the current state of where we are. We had a current conversation on the way leading up to here, and I wanted to start to get assessments of exactly where we are, not necessarily what we're hearing from the media outlets, but as someone that works in Petersburg every day, tell me and tell us a little bit about the community you're seeing. And what should people know that may not be familiar with Petersburg and exactly what's happening? What should they know about the city of Petersburg?
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: No, thanks for coming.
1: Um, I think that it's weird. I I was in the car with someone um, not too long ago and we were driving down 95. We go to get off the Washington Street exit. And when we pulled in and she saw a few vacant buildings and she said, wow, it's like time stood still here. What do y'all do here? And when she said that, I kind of laughed at first because my first thought was, what do we do here? But then I remembered. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then I remembered. The thing that I think that a lot of people, um, it's easy to overlook at at Petersburg, especially when you're looking from an outside perspective in, is we have the strongest people here. We have people that refuse to give up no matter what. And no matter what is thrown at them, when you look at the complete history of the city, they've refused to stop. They've, they've continued to, to go on. I think that, um, of course, there are challenges. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. But the strongest thing that we have here, we have business owners that are truly doing their best to reach into the community, to be a part of it. We have law enforcement. We have policy politicians. We have um, regular community members, people that don't even necessarily have to wear a title in order to take ownership of their city. And especially the latter of those, I think those are the people that are actually every day making a difference by setting an example, by um, engaging young people in their community, by engaging older people in their community, by making sure that no one is left behind. Um, I'm not sure who said it, first but we are only as strong as our weakest individuals here but there are a lot of people in this city that every day are doing the best they can to make sure that we're all moving forward I think that that cannot necessarily be said when we look at the representation of the city Mm -hmm. Um, even when you look at the layout of the city and how it looks and how certain streets attention has been paid in the appearance of them and then other streets you can see where clearly there's not that much attention being paid to that but i think it paints the picture of how there are two very different petersburgs but at the core of it you Just find two? people mm. well it's several it's, <laughs> how many it's, it's, how many it's several i guess when i'm right. i guess thinking about the wealth distribution of it all they're mm-hmm. two separate petersburgs but when you look at the core of it even on both sides, I think there are people that honestly want to see P- Petersburg moving forward and want to help push it and want to help be a part of the progress of it. And I think that's the special thing, in my opinion, that you see here that you don't necessarily see um, in the larger media and the earned media of it all, or even in larger cities where people don't really have that connection to one another the way we do here in Petersburg.
0: Officer Betts, tell us a little bit about the Petersburg
2: UC. <clears throat> That's so what I see it, uh, right now, it's on a rebound. I mean, we, we go into distress, but I see it from a police perspective. When we took a pay cut, and we have a crisis right now, but officers that stay here are doing a wonderful job of what we can do. And the citizens, you know, we don't have too many citizen complaints against, you know, police and all that, so everybody's just trying to work together, trying to pull the city together. I see the same that she see, I mean, a divided city, kind of divided, one side of town, you know, of course, the old town looks a little different than where I grew up in the Heights, so for Fifth Ward. So, it's a divide there. As far as, you know, our service, we get best service in the South of the town, so.
0: Brother Muhammad, do you see that divide as well, that, that Officer Best was mentioning? Do you, is there a feel that the city's divided in, in ways? Of course.
3: I mean, you know, if you just look at the, uh, the city itself, from Washington Street over to the river, you have a different type of people and from whiff street on up to the heights you have another type of people. And just keep it kind of simple, you have white people that live towards the river and you have black people that live towards the Heights. And You see a different demographic. It's, 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 a, it's a whole nother world Friday, Saturday night downtown Petersburg um, than it is here in the heights, you know. Or here in any other I don't want to single like out just in the rest of the city, it's different
0: mm-hmm. and it, I mean
3: it's not a secret, it's not a secret. and you know the object is what are we going to do? how do we pool our resources uh, together you know to find a common bond to straighten this out you know um, as I was saying earlier, you know, I, I'm not for the vote to do everything and go home and do nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so, I, I, you know, I don't want to be idle, and I don't want to take part of frivolous meetings that don't go anywhere. <coughs> so, you know, uh, if this could help, if if we can get this out and uh, get help, I, I would appreciate it. You know, um, but there is. For an actual fact, two separate Petersburgs. Yes, sir.
0: J.D., you've been talking to me for a long time yes, about sir. what's been happening on the ground, and you've been you've been telling me that you know people on the ground can see the conditions in regards to the community mm-hmm. and the community needing. Kind of more assistance in those things. you've been telling me for a long time on the ground what you've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. What just highlight what you have been seeing in your community work and also pivot a little bit and tell me what you think you need to see.
4: Okay. First of all, I see uh, a lack of pride in love itself, you know, uh, influences from outside, but so we need positive grooves here. You know, and um, we don't see that. You got a 95% black city, right? 95%. No cultural pride is instilled in this city. Maybe it's because the money is down on on the waterfront area. But you tell me these children that's uh, shooting up each other, have all this violence that's out here, we all know about that. It's all crazy. And uh, you mean to tell me that... uh, it's just—it's just, it just kind of emotional that you know you got this many people here, black folks, and there's no type of cultural pride. You can uh say say if I, we had a whole town full of our uh, Spanish descended people, you could come to Petersburg and you could feel what type of town you have, right? You going you can you can pull in town, you can say oh well, like say if you go up Jefferson Davis, you know exactly where you are and what you have. South Richmond. Yeah, you come inside of Petersburg, you come off on uh West Street and come off on the other end if you want. And what do you have? What type of field do you have? We don't have any pride in anything. I've been, I been—I graduated in 1989. And uh, you know, we have uh, great pride for things that can help raise up the children, raise up the people, feel good about yourselves. You know, you gotta have self. And there's nothing being promoted towards that, you know. Say you've got a celebration. We may have to celebrate the crater. You may have your beer and wine fest downstairs, or downtown, whatever, you yeah. know what I'm saying. You know we may have a little jazz yearly but you have people that's very very sick here and you're going to need strong medicine so that's going to be on all levels you need a lot of culture you need a lot of love a lot of music we love beats we love to jump around we love to rap love to dance Mm -hmm. let's have that movement you get those type of things moving culturally in our city you may start seeing different feelings when you don't care about anything the the the, 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 what really disturbs me is the children in school says no knock on the school says my family are teaching things there. You mean to tell me, all these years that we've been going to school, how many children know about anything cultural positive about yourself? I.e., you can just take it down there to y'all, what's he got, Pocahontas there. You got many children that, you know, I I can tell you, my children went to Jamestown. Now, how many children care about that? How much pride can you instill in little black children Mm -hmm. that's totally being bombarded by the system and help them in this town? Not just Petersburg, you can go to Hopewell, Gary, Indiana, you know where we are and yeah. we know what the situation is and we got churches and too many of them, too many Jesus loving people, no disrespect to nobody's faith, you know, but we got to move and we have a lot of <coughs> things that we can help ourselves with, you know, we want to wait for the uh, politicians, wait on that, you know, mm-hmm. wait, wait on a wait on savior, we have to save ourselves and we have the goal to do it, but we have to get the minds moving in the right way. But you got to get some pride in something. And with no pride, we do have do pride for things. We have stars from Petersburg. We have beautiful athletes, you know, that can that can uh, be like a beacon to some of the youth and some of the down. But we got to get a collective move, and that's. what I think it's with pride and with your knowledge yourself. If you don't know anything different, how you gonna do anything different? And it should be a big jump in, to push jump that in, fancy jump in.
1: It's funny. I was I was in my freshman year at Central Florida University before I made the connection and that Turner was from Virginia. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, wow, like, exactly. Yeah. You know, somebody that was as close as uh, ministered at First Baptist Church, you know. And I was thinking, if I had known that as a younger person, maybe I would have... Taken my education a little bit more seriously You know Maybe if I had known the actual fight Not just in some abstract This is a historical person But no, this is someone that was here You know, this is someone that that Actively played a role This is not what we've been taught As if we were passive in, In our enslavement But this is someone that was active And forceful and wanted to make sure that I And my sons could live better Maybe if I had known that story was so close to home maybe my actions as a younger person would have been Indeed. different.
3: There's it's a lot of you heroes know. and she out there. Mm-hmm. You know, to tail coat on that, myself and Mr. Shabazz, we um, used to go to Vernon Johns and do mentoring mm-hmm. through haircuts, free haircuts. We would go every month and cut the students' hair and mentor them. And one particular day, um, one of the teachers said, Mr. Muhammad, they don't listen, you know, you need to talk to them. You know." The, Know talk about their grades, and so I asked a simple question. You know, I said, if, if we was to take a picture of everybody in the room, once that picture is developed, who would you look for first? Yourself. So I said, let's do an experiment. And I asked simple questions. What's the oldest Black community in the history of America? None of them could answer. It's crazy. What's it's the crazy. first Black Baptist church? In America, none can answer. Who's Joseph Jenkins Robinson? I believe that's his name, right? Mm -hmm. Who is he? And none of them could answer. Mm -hmm. I said, well, who's George Washington? Oh, oh, I know who he is. Mm -hmm. See? It's twisted. This education forces our children to identify with people other than themselves, Mm -hmm. which breeds on Mm self-hatred. So it's easy for me to pick up a gun, and shoot what looks like me because I hate myself. Mm-hmm. I'm nobody. I don't know who I am. I mean, I'm not shooting nobody. He's a nobody too. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy. So this was just a, a little experiment that we had did through mentoring, and just as Fancy was saying in, in uh, Brother J.D, that you know the education is sick. Because we are teaching our children to pass a test.
5: But the education and and, and and I must say the education is sick everywhere. Mm-hmm. I and think that's a cop out, brother, because we're talking about Petersburg. Well, well, let's let's please talk about Petersburg and our inability to change what is government and and the school division centric in Petersburg for what we're dealing with on a state level. Petersburg is a city and what is a larger government, and we answer directly to that larger government now. I remember 10th grade black history where Mr. Coleman taught me the Willie Lynch method for real. Uh, We watched Roots straight up in class, and it's it's a shame that Bats got to run out on us because he's he's got a lot of the context on everything, whatever, man. Um, He's out there giving us our our best interpretation of police, I I feel like. Between him and Ed Jones, we need to seriously consider them for, for... Chief of Police. But uh, public education doesn't work. We've established that. Poverty dictates that our children be educated with a sense of pride and understanding of themselves that is not achieved under the, the, the current parameters of public education. What can we do to immediately change that? Very little. We can educate them best we can with supplemental programming, but sadly, they are and will be subject to that
0: test. Please. So how? And I understand where you're coming from, but I do obviously Don and Brother uh, Shabazz and, and Brother How they they work they're working with the, those youth every day. And I, well, well and I think what I understand you saying is there is a bigger systematic problem, right? And when I hear that, especially when I hear it in my community. I've got to counteract that systematic problem with individuals on the ground doing things the right way. And not everybody has the blessings that I individually have that can help me supplement those, those issues. But you and I know both know that the state of Virginia ain't going to come down to the city of Petersburg and give a wind full of get a wind full of results, right? So how do we, for individuals that are sitting there with Let's the youth you every the day. I had, the only place you really got that knowledge back in the
6: day was prison. Mm-hmm.
0: Can yeah. I, keep, let going. Me,
3: <laughs> keep going. Let, let me share this with you. Okay. Myself and Mrs. Shabazz, we're barbers. So we developed a program inside the barbershop where we pick out black books for our children to read while getting haircuts, and we give discounts to the parent as the child will read to us because we feel this is an avenue. It's a little window to try to uh, uh, strike some right? type of... Yeah, that's You, know, you know, while we're doing um, midnight basketball, we bring people of the same reality that they are, prominent, positive, NBA, street level, whatever. But we try to give these children another outlet, and it's a shame that our school board at one time would not help us and demonstrating these type of things.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So we 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 go to the school board, and at one time they did not help us. So right now it's kind of hard. We gotta we gotta pool our resources any way we can and network and try to work around the school for the benefit of
5: the student in the school. That's from your perspective, and I, I please, that, that's, that's from your perspective, and I do appreciate that. Uh, the work that you are doing is the work that you are doing. The work that these folks in the school division are doing is the work that they are doing under the best interpretation of their job and the necessary performance therein. To say that you were denied access and that it essentially keeps you from being able to engage altogether. That's
2: not true because you have the, yeah, again, yeah, you yeah, exactly have the ability to engage. That's again. your interpretation. Go ahead, That's your no, interpretation. Say that. That's go ahead. Go ahead. He, he didn't say that. He he's saying that he has an organ. He has a, a people within the community who are concerned about what's going on in the community, and they've made an effort to try to make a difference. And as citizens, they go to say the local government and say, "Look what we're doing." can you support us and it seems to me that the local government has turned their back on them. So it's not your statement is not correct. Well you're confusing priority I'm not confusing anything Well I'm sorry I'm not confusing I think you're confused.
5: Well fine no I'm not confused because we don't have a priority to engage all of the individual efforts of the community. We're not talking about all
2: we're talking about a, a, a particular you no know, we're talking about a specific effort that is successful so if the government is going to be responsible to its citizens then it should look at people who are making an effort and being successful at it. You, you can broad stroke it all you want about all these people. We're not no, talking there, about... No,
5: there's community in schools which is a program that looks to address these issues based in what it is. There are structures that exist to engage accordingly and to, to say that there are not those structures in place so that you had a hard
0: time navigating those structures is a reality right. for me, everybody. Can I jump in and ask right. Dawn? Because Don works with the Boys and Girls Club every day uh, in Petersburg, right? <laughs> and let me, if you don't mind me asking, I, so you're working with, our, with children in the community and you're honestly a nonprofit, big nonprofit, right? But yes. making a way in the community where not necessarily it's not easy. How do you go about connecting with the the students and the children that you see and how do you go about navigating some of these things to I know the Boys and Girls Club have wonderful partnerships how do you navigate some of these partnerships in the community that benefit children
7: well I want to first
0: yeah jump in jump in no, 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 that, that what's going on. everybody shake it out let's go let's get in. <laughs>
7: Before coming to Petersburg, I worked in Richmond um, City and I did teen pregnancy prevention for years, almost 20 years. Um, and of course, that's a controversial issue. Of course, we know that the numbers, you know, where teen pregnancy issues, you know, along with all the other co occurring issues that go with that, we know that the majority of those issues are in the African American population. Um, And one of the things that I ran into constantly and consistently is what you're talking about. You know, the attempt to do things within the school systems that are pretty much, as you know, I was told, we're set up to do reading, writing, and arithmetic. The rest of that should be for the social workers and the parents and the community. And I haven't seen much of a change in that thought process. You know, people operating in their silos, and our silos don't coincide. Well, that's not real. That's not the real life. That's not what the children that I work with deal with, because we know that they're operating in all of these areas. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that keep it separate. And that's why nothing is coming together, because we, the adults, the the people, the policymakers, we're the ones that's keeping it separate. And so when I look at the kids, we just had a... Program at the Boys and Girls Club, we're teaching the kids entrepreneurship through mm-hmm. um, t-shirt printing. Wow, the thanks. kids are printing their own t-shirts to sell. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things we were talking about when we were talking about the name of our company, the kids were like, people need to know that we have thoughts and feelings too. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on, but nobody asks us. Mm-hmm. That's what they said to
4: us. Hey, and a lot of the young people, you it's know, this works. side they talk, they say, when they ask you, they say, you feel it. You feel me? You feel me? You feel me?
7: Nobody's asking. Nobody's feeling. Them. And so, if nobody's asking, how do we know? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that one of my kids said to me was, "You know, I see all of the stuff going on. I'm scared. I'm gonna get shot too. What mm-hmm. am I supposed to do about that? Mm-hmm. You know, I come here to get away from that. Mm. And so, in my mind, you know, a systemic. Answer to the problem is not going to happen until you get a groundswell of people coming together, linking arms, and saying, We're going to do this together. We're going to teach our kids together.
6: You know, it's a difference. Now, I don't mean to cut you off. We know it's a difference, but we feel like if you have a job, you're a teacher, we know you can't do with so much. Mm-hmm. But you know that we on the community side are going to do endless efforts to make sure the children are okay. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it within your realms, don't hesitate I mean don't stop us or give us a hard time about doing what we have to do. That's true. Encourage them or send them our way so we can work together. You know what the problem is, we know what the problem is and we're trying to solve it, but we understand why you can't because of your position. Mm-hmm. Don't make it seem like we're troublemakers in the community for mm-hmm. doing what we're doing. Right. Help us out. That's so
0: all or or if you can't help us, don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. It. Don't, yeah, don't get in the way. Get out of the way. Yeah. No, nah, I agree with but
7: that. But then the other thing, thing is, if I can't, you know, sort of like that old childhood nursery ride. You can't go through it, go around it. You can't go around it, go under it. So find the places and the people that will work with you. I mean, you're more than welcome to come over and talk to us.
0: Work those come ways. on
7: over. And what I'm and understanding is Petersburg has those
0: people. Those that people Petersburg that are very, very resilient it. and want to do... The do things that work. I want to bring Kofi in because you, you, when you introduced yourself um, before we got started, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you are a small business owner. I, I am a small business, owner. and you're a minority small business owner. Right? I, am, I am. So, I am. how in that? Because one of the things that I think we mm-hmm. often focus on, and we're trying to get better when I when I talk to community folks, is the fact that ownership changes things. It does. Uh, and, and so. Uh, what is your experience being a business owner in Petersburg, and how can we kind of spread? Is, is there enough of you? Is there more of like you? How do we? How do we go about getting that ownership? Uh, like, like, you know, like they have at the barbershop and like you have. How do you pick? How do you get there with that? Well, my
8: like, I, I'm gonna use the context. I'm gonna say I a lot because my story is a little unique or whatever. I moved away from Petersburg when I was 18 years old. Um, I've been knowing Shaheed since uh, he had Tremors Barbershop back in the day. He was actually one of the young ar- entrepreneurs that inspired you me. the
6: Tremors. Yeah, the <laughs> Tremors, right? The
8: Tremors. So, you know, I moved away from Petersburg, went to school, came back uh, recently this year or whatever. So I've been gone from Petersburg for 10 years and uh, established my business in 2015. So I'm coming back into the community and I was like, wow, I see so much good and so much potential, but yet the work in front of us is so much. So back on the small business owner thing, I, I do think Petersburg is business friendly to a point. So when I say that, yes, they are. When you're a, I would say a bigger, smaller business, if I can coin that, that term, there's tax abatement programs where you can go downtown and participate in the economic development zones that they've zoned off in downtown Petersburg or over there by, um, that field over there by Peabody, over there by Augusta V. And, and that, yeah, over there by that field, there is like tax abatement programs. Yes, they are friendly, but for the everyday small business like one to two, or maybe between one to twenty employees, is rough. Cause I mean, the programs are just not there for us. Number one and number two, there's no synergy in the city. I have to drive around potentially to five or six different buildings to get maybe one thing done, mm-hmm. and that's, that's and, and that's reflective of the people. There's no synergy here. That's right. Like when she said we all operate in our silos, that is the true, I mean, fact in Petersburg. Whatever. There's so many people. Small to medium movements doing so many great things, but we need to have synergy among each other to share resources, mm-hmm. to consolidate resources, mm-hmm. and also, too, if we're not able to provide that resource, let's work together to fill out, find out how we can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, one of the biggest things that frustrates me with the city is intrinsically we have so much value. I'm not talking about the history, I'm just talking about look at it, this, where the hub. Yeah, I mean, look at it. 85 starts, at 85 reaches some of the most major metropolitan areas in America. Atlanta, Charlotte. Where does it start at? Right. Petersburg, right? We're the only outside of Richmond, 20 miles south or whatever. Colonial Heights, along with our area, is the next population center to Rocky Mount. We're not taking advantage of our intrinsic value we have. But you know what? I go back to saying that goes back to our people. We don't value ourselves. We don't value yeah. our city. You gotta get that of, we have to get that pride up. That's true. And as business owner, such as Shahid and such as Bari, you know we need to do a better job in selling our stories and Petersburg needs to do a better job in selling us. I know it
2: was going oh just jump in. I would say when I first moved here five years ago I researched Petersburg a little bit because uh, I was coming from the west coast and I was coming back to the Richmond area so I settled in Richmond first before I came to Petersburg. And it kind of shocked me a little bit because my friends down in Richmond all were telling me don't move to Petersburg yeah. and they were quoting all kinds of statistics. Mm-hmm. One was uh at the time, the average salary in Petersburg was like $30,000. That was one of the first things they said. Mm-hmm. They said that the illiteracy rate was 42% uh, illiteracy rate. Mm-hmm. And then it was voted like one of the most unhealthiest cities mm-hmm. in the state of Virginia. Now, I- that's a lot of that's propaganda because some of those statistics
8: are just blown up. And okay, you know. I'm just yeah, telling you what's out there. I'm not really, saying really. whether it's true or not. I'm
2: just telling you what was out there. Yeah. and so it, it kind of it, it shocked me, and even to this day, when I tell people I live in Petersburg, they, they sort of they do that to they,
7: me too. They cringe like what?
2: How do you live there? And then mm-hmm. they come and you know they see it and they go into some of the houses and we'll they see it's some, of it's, and some they do. it's a nice place, right. uh, but there's a there's a serious you know PR problem. For the city now it's a it's a deep problem it's a very deep problem and I think a part of it has to do with economics indeed indeed. when I look at the city like I go to downtown historic downtown and I'll be honest with you it's one of the most segregated uh, Segregated. cities I've seen it's been like it's really really how did you
5: get your friends to come down here in the first
2: place they don't come Once once they say a few have come, but the majority won't come. Was there a magic word you used to get them? Well, they just wanted to see me because I said, I'm not you. Look, I spent all my time coming to you. This can't be a one way street. You got to come here. And so that's how I get them to come. But, yeah, it's a, it's a struggle to get people to come here. And when they go into downtown, you see it, and you see the development of Historic Petersburg, and, you, and it's the so-called Historic Petersburg. And you go into a certain section of downtown, and it, it really is very segregated. And it, it shocks me when I see it. I, and I, I'm, I'm not here to represent the university, but we called local businesses from Historic Petersburg to come to Virginia State one time. And it was one black business owner, that was part of a group of about 30, and we realized that you know, it, it really is very exciting. So how, how, the question is, we can sit and we can talk about all the problems, but how do we fix it? That, to me, is the And so
0: p- how do, that, I mean, that's a great question. How do you, pivot? That's a question I think a lot of communities, not just Petersburg, mm-hmm. is asking themselves. However, I do think the time for action in Petersburg is 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's critical. Like you, you, you had mentioned on the phone, and JD mentions this all the time. There's a level of apathy that, is a that of has apathy. set in, and and so how how did that happen, and how do you reverse that? Let me well, could I comment on that? Jump in, in order. jump in. Like I said,
8: my perspective is different because I moved away and then moved back. And people said, "Man, damn, you want to move back home?" I was like, yeah, why not, right? So my thing is this: my general, I'm 29 years old. Okay, I don't remember Brown and Williamson. I don't remember that golden era of Petersburg that some of the old timers talk back. Oh, you remember when we had this place downtown when it was Woolworth, when it was Brown and Williamson, when Petersburg was um, not a city that was declining the population, but going up when we were closer to 50,000 and 30,000. Because currently we're close to 30,000 than we are 50,000. I don't remember that Petersburg. I grew up in Petersburg, late 80s and 90s. When you couldn't go downtown, Old Town, or downtown Petersburg because all the buildings were run down, dilapidated, or anything. I mean, so... That if you grew up in the era of Petersburg or whatever, I'm not going to say that oh woe is me, we have a sense of hopelessness. But that's all that we saw. There was no economic development here for almost 20 years. Or if it was economic development, it was in earnest. It was very small. I'll give you one point. Petersburg. You can even look at. I'm a real estate guy, right? Mm-hmm. Petersburg didn't build. I don't think Petersburg had built a brand new school since like this 1970. They renovated schools. Yes. Am I correct? You're right. That's number one. Then number two, brand new neighborhoods. Before West Park was built over by Vernon Johns, there the lab neighborhood not. was built with Berkeley Manor, and that was in the 70s. That's right. So what development did my generation see? Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything. First thing I knew was, get the hell out of here go exactly. to Columbia
1: Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. I remember county, I, I left home before, I, I was 17 when I left home. I couldn't wait to get out of here. I was because there. it was nothing. I remember my grandparents met at Brandon Williamson. Yeah. So I, I heard those stories. You know what I mean? I heard them. But I was around when we had that big storm, like 91, 93, 92, the tornado, 93, right. right. The 93 to and I saw that storm rip Petersburg apart, and I saw people have to leave to relocate that were never able to come back home. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge decline in population. I remember um, driving down Hidden Street and hearing my mother talk about, oh, yeah, I remember when the Titmus building was here. Mm-hmm. I remember when sewage luggage was here. Mm-hmm. I don't have those memories. I remember seeing my aunt stand on the corner because all of these turnovers developed into an addiction for her and her friends. So that was my reality. So... When you, when you grow up and you try to make yourself into whatever image you think that people want you to be, right? And you hear little comments like, oh, you're from Petersburg. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have guessed that. You don't mm-hmm. sound like you're from Petersburg. <laughs> right. And oh, me God. being dumb, right? I was, oh, thank you.
0: You think it was like, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> right.
1: But it's a huge slap in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you, it's
4: unspoken stories about histories about this town, mm-hmm. about old Petersburg and... The mentalness in 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 the is in is very very dark. Central State was the first. Yes, yeah.
5: Psychiatric hospital. This yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah. Peabody. Yeah. And essentially, it I was. I heard that
4: Virginia,
6: the state, gave uh, this area two gifts. With, uh, Virginia State, and mm-hmm. Central State. Mm-hmm. Why is Central State so much bigger than Virginia State? Because they knew it was going to be more crazy people than black people trying to get an
5: education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a, a, a town full of those type of stories that essentially try to make sense of what we cannot understand to be the way things are now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we all grasping the straws trying to figure out how we can affect the most positive change given what is not happening. Mm -hmm. Years of of malfeasance, years. Let me me ask this,
0: uh, uh, especially Brother Muhammad as well, because you are, gentlemen both are in the community working very hard, daily, different events, different activities, and I so the people that aren't paying attention, right, how do you bridge that gap? And what should people be paying attention to? Like, if you are doing something that people should be connected to, and from all case and points from what I've heard, y'all got it. Y'all are doing what people should be connected to. How, who should be paying attention and how can those connections continue to happen? Or are they happening in a way that I'm unaware of? It's, uh,
6: we, we have gotten from years of doing it, we have gotten the attention of a lot of people. Uh, some of the right people, of course some of the wrong people, but our biggest thing is like we said, said earlier, some of the powers that be are going against us because they're either trying to reduplicate, take from us, or just not supportive of what we're doing. So in so many words, the power, some of the powers that be are in the way of progression from the citizens of the city, we have a lot of us that are connected and doing positive things for the youth and for the community. But when we get hard times, like just for a small example, mm-hmm. back to school drive, we can try to do the back to school drive in the high school a couple of years like a couple of years ago. Uh, it was certain members on the school board that gave us a very a very hard time about doing it in the schools. Went as far as going to the school board, uh, the people about cleaning up, the janitors were saying. We can't get the school clean in enough time for you guys to do this event, so you're going to have to do it outside and try it, I guess, to hope that the weather would get in the way or something like that and wouldn't let us use the gym. We pulled up that morning, the head janitor just so happens to get his hair cut in a barbershop and said, I clean the school. It doesn't matter to me when I do it. If they tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. That's my job. So They had no issue at the school, but it come to find out, a certain member of the school board gave us a hard time about that. So. Small things like that. We're trying to do something positive for the community and for the children and to help the parents and to you know bring resources together. Why is it that you have somebody in charge trying to give us a
3: hard time?
5: Name names. Who who made it y'all to operate? I
3: remember you came in one of our meetings, brother, and stole our whole programming to the to the school board. So your name would be mentioned first if I was to name any name.:
5: absolute,
0: absolute,
3: absolutely. absolutely correct. Yeah, that it was so so I, now
5: I, I stole you know, I single-handedly I, stole you all's back to school drive. Yes, sir. <laughs> Come on, you me, you me want to. way too much. Bruh, I'm way too much. Go for what goes on.
3: You're not strong enough for me to fear and/ or to lie to. I'm telling you what you did in this very building in that room. You sat with us and took
5: our blueprint back to the school board. Now I actually informed Hold tight. Hold tight. the rest of my board of you all's You interests. went back, you
3: told them what we was doing, what we all planned to do. Then another school board member, Lois, used my picture on your, your, your site to do what y'all wanted to do without community website back to talk with us. So. It's okay, and it's all
5: right. now because one thing one thing one, thing, one thing, one
3: thing, one thing—that is the secret to our success. Yamaullah Muhammad said it the best. You gotta love your people more than they hate themselves. Mm. And I love you, brother. I, I don't hate too, you, Barry, and, I, and I, I respect I've communicated you. with you a million and I, and times. And I respect you. And all of this is When you say this name names, bro, name a,
5: names, please. Bruh, it's real out here. I'm a Asian
3: spade. I'm out. Mm-hmm. There's no fear
5: over here, nothing. Speak straight words. Here's how I feel about government in this city. Okay, government and all of this has devolved into nothingness. And me and some other folk in this town have taken the responsibility to take over a municipal department in museums and tourism. Now, in the coming uh, fiscal cycle of of 2017-18, parks and recreation is going to be non-existent. Now, what plans do we have to take over the responsibilities of parks and recreation while we at this table talking about who did what about a back to school drive? When I would love for us to coordinate with the teachers exactly so we can identify exactly which students and pinpoint and create spreadsheets like to do said all that, the
3: buddy. math. But first, you got to gain trust among your people. That's hey, the number I'm out one here thing most transparent,
5: gain trust. and apparently, you know, you all have decided. Not to engage me in what I'm doing for the sake of what goes on.
0: Can, now, I, can I bring something up? I would love to up? engage no, you, can, can I bring something up? I would love to. Can I bring something up? Because I, I think this is very, I think this is very important, and I think it uh, brings up one of the major issues that I've heard and I've talked to, to each individual person uh, that I had the pleasure of talking about of Petersburg, and without going into a Uh, 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 a back and forth in regards to this particular issue. I think the larger issue is trust in general. I can't tell you the number of times when I was making calls to get people around the table just to discuss what I described as community issues that I was asked, is this phone call being recorded? Who's coming to what what room? Who's going to be here and... And I was shocked. I told people on the phone, like, yo, in Richmond, I don't even tell the people who's going to be there. I just ask them to show up. And hopefully the credit and the strength of the work that we've done has led them to come to the table in a way of trying to have an honest discussion. But where on the trust issue in regards to – because I understand there's – a lot of distrust, right, in every level. Apathy and fear have created uh, a level of distrust amongst the citizenry that is real. But how? J-
5: I'm apathy gonna ask JD. World. How do we hold go? On, hold on. A- yes. He
2: said apathy and fear has been created the distrust. Go ahead, Jess. A lack of responsibility and competence uh, and uh, competency with local officials have uh, caused that distrust. Let's like, be because, more specific, please. Be more specific. Please. The is basically broke. The city has misallocated monies and caught and all kinds of scandals. I agree with you. So then when you talk about apathy and trust, it's because the citizens look at the local government and say, you have not been responsible. And you've been caught in so many scandals. The flip side of that. Can I finish, please? Please. How can, how can a citizen trust their government when their government is corrupt? The flip side That's of that is issue. we need to vote out these individuals and
5: more aggressively no, you vet them. Money. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. so, we need yeah. to vet these
5: people and vote them out of office. These are the people that are- I asked for the mayor to resign. Mayor Howard Myers I asked him to resign twice this year at the beginning of this year. Once in February and again in April. He is still holding on, still engaging in high levels of mismanagement. And for all intents and purposes, our state senator and delegate have gone hands off to even dealing with him. Those were her words last night at her town hall meeting. And here we are trying to make sense of what what financial turmoil and, and absolute clusterfuck
2: the city of Petersburg is in. Then you answered your own question. If you if there's if there's if there's apathy among citizens, it's because of that very reason that you mm-hmm. gave. It, it, the thing is, the thing that bothers me as a citizen mm-hmm. is when you get government officials talking to citizens. They want to put the blame back on the citizens, and it's not. I don't see it as our fault. I see it as mismanagement on the part of local government. Just straight up, yeah, mismanagement. Kofi a democracy.
8: I want to chime in on that or whatever. Like. Two. One thing, it's I'm, not I'm so I've been blessed and honored to be a part of uh, shaping up our future and helping the two brothers down there do what they do. But there's been cases, case studies we can look at like cities even no bigger like Detroit. Brilliant. Okay, that citizens got tired of vacant lots, mm-hmm. vacant property. Guess what they do? They go they cut the grass. Them. There's been mm-hmm. examples of you know citizens in the Heights. I, yes, I went to Virginia Avenue Elementary. All right, one day I remember that school when it was occupied and now it's vacant. The field was overgrown. They had the um, heist reunion there. Citizens came out and cut it. So yes, I understand there's a sense of, ap- sense of apathy there. But it is also, to a growing number of citizens who are fed up. But I think that needs to culminate. We need to get to a point where that fed up feeling is just not a raw emotion. But it's put it's into a different. nice package it's and it's action. Because guess what, we don't need to depend on them. No, nah, we don't. We don't. We don't need to depend on them. We need to take everything into our own hands. But I don't think Petersburg, I don't think the citizens have gotten to the point where they're fed up or they don't know how to act. I think that smart brothers like ourselves need to create conduits for that.
2: They're too busy trying to survive. That's why.
1: Exactly. I, I mean, when you when you try exactly. when you're
2: trying to survive, you know, and feed your family and take mm-hmm. care of your. Household, it's hard for you to say. Well, let me go down to that meeting mm-hmm. and try to, you know, help the city. People are struggling. But it
8: doesn't have to be a yeah. big Herculean effort. Right. I can give you a prime example, and then I'll, I'll defer. Two years ago, I'm from Bunker Hill. I grew up on this corner, of Sycamore and Martin Street, or whatever. I'm yeah. even a member of Club Seventeen. Right. I did a, I did a neighborhood cleanup, and this is just my example. I'm speaking as I. All right. I went around to the local citizens. I said, Hey, I don't Saturday. I'll be, um, you know. Having food at Club 17, I want everybody just to go pick up the trash in the street. You know how many people I I was able to pull up? 30 people. And that was 30 people that came from one of my friends who had a church in Prince George. There was no citizen, So I said, okay, maybe I'm not popular enough. So I got Club 17 involved again. It was before I was a member. And uh, I said, hey, we're going to do it again. Maybe the weather was too cold. We're going to do it this time when it was warm. Same turnout happened. So we have to get out of the mind that it's government's fault. We don't, let's not even worry about them. Let's take our future into our own hands. Because the only way it's going to change, unless we stop procrastinating. That's what we're doing right now. Brothers like him, sisters like you, we're doing it, but we need to have a bigger, larger effort. But government, you know how you can help us or whatever? You can help us by not being divisive and helping us spread this word out there. That's what you can do.
0: JD, let me ask JD this too, because uh, the sole logistics I, mean, I just know, I know you from Righteous Hustle Show, from mm-hmm. Logistics, mm-hmm. and from my experience that I've seen is there is no hesitation to working with anyone. With me? But no, I'm talking about from the organizations that I've been with, there's been no hesitation for you guys to work with anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so how do, my? I guess my question is, by saying that, and I, I think we're like-minded in that sense, how do we get people operating in silos and again, I don't think, like, like Kobe was saying, I don't think it's a grand thing. But how does, as a, as a, as a, positive influence in the community, how do you work with another positive influence in community to make something happen?
4: Well, personally, I, I, I just come as just a person, as a man with no judgment and with a lot of gratitude and humility. You know, and um, you have to think of the greater good, the collective good, over your personal. Feelings or your personal way, you know. Um, we all from different points and different views on our city, but we all breathe air. Mm-hmm. We can all agree on that, right? We need food, clothing, and shelter. Let's find some things that we all we all know we love the children. You know, it's and it's all in yourself. You have to look in that mirror and decide. Now, I, I moved. I'm fortunate enough to be in the military. Fortunate enough to do music and travel and come back home. And when you finally come home and you all those nostalgic good feelings you know all of us remember 36 when it looked like Las Vegas <laughs> you uh, know what yeah. I'm saying all the way down before Lee and things like that and we want those good feelings so if you want those good feelings I suggest you have to dig deep inside mm-hmm. it's, it's it's in all of us we we hit at this table for a reason you know whether you work 12 hours 13 yeah. you know not gonna brag on my hours I work but <laughs> 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 you know I division you guys standing with a clip of their hand Can
0: on
7: Go ahead. No, you first. I'm going back to something Kofi said. You know, finding ways to bring people together and give those raw emotions and raw feelings a a venue, a conduit. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I do in Richmond, and I would love to do it here. We actually had some conversations about doing it here. But I work with a group of artists, muralists in Richmond. And those muralists decided that in Jackson Ward of Richmond, the history was being lost. And so we got together, the four muralists, five muralists, and myself, I was the administrator and the fundraiser for this project. But we raised money outside of the city government to paint murals of the historic figures in Jackson Ward, mm-hmm. so that the kids could look at the history, mm-hmm. see the history, ask questions about the history, and then go down the street to the Black History Museum. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how, how can
4: we get that? I'm right here. I'm right here. Well, well, thank you, ma'am, and well, we have a lot of different artists here. I'm sorry.
1: Can, I, can I say yes. um, to that effect, we, that's already in progress. Um, I work for the indoor farm at Harding Street for Virginia State University. Mr. This Chair, building Chair. right here. Mm-hmm. And one of the muralists that you work with, Hamilton Glass, actually just finished a the beautiful mural yes. um, in homage to Petersburg um, yeah. to digress to your point I think that one reason why we've had so much problems working together, getting these different entities together, is because just that, that classic story of how poverty works. Mm-hmm. When you grow up as a poor person, right, and you get two nickels to rub together, can nobody tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to do is share one of your nickels with somebody okay, else. We'll these two brothers, I've had the pleasure of working with them a few times. And not on one event have I worked with them. And they demanded that their names be the first on on the flyers. Never once have I seen Shahi or Mohammed running up and down Washington Street talking about how wonderful they are. I see people coming to them thanking them for their work. But I don't see them bragging about their work. And I only see them with open arms. When I go to a Shaping Up Our Future meeting, there's always somebody different in there. And everybody has a place to be. We have not learned how to share and borrow uh-huh. with one another. Okay. We have not learned how to say to your neighbor, "Hey, if you need help, come holler at I me." Mean, we haven't figured that out yet. So and we until we figure it out, we're not gonna progress.
4: So, how how will we get that back in a community for black folks?
1: I think it goes back to what Chief was just saying. We gotta build trust. Mm-hmm. If I'm afraid of my neighbor, I'm not gonna invite my neighbor to my home. How? But if I can get to know my neighbor, on a, mm-hmm. on a bit by bit basis, mm-hmm. then maybe we'll share dinner. Mm-hmm. And maybe over dinner we'll build a relationship. And maybe that relationship will build to something magnificent for Petersburg. Mm-hmm. Maybe you open it up to something even larger like what we're doing this evening. But if we don't know each other and as long as we ha- still have a reason to say me versus them mm-hmm. or us versus mm-hmm. them or those people, that really pissed me off. I hear that a lot in, in Petersburg, mm-hmm. those people. Yeah. As if those people are not you. Those people made out of the same body you made out of. And if they're dirt, and if you consider them dirt, then that means you consider yourself dirt too.
0: Can I say something that's, that I'm observing from the commentary that, I, that is a bit fearful just from hearing it directly, is that that trust fancy that you're talking about, and the ways of you're talking about um, you, know, trying to learn how to share and all that stuff, uh, in, in that way I shouldn't have said it that way but what's kind of a little bit scary is that I i believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're talking about within close networks of community and a lot of people that look like I'm talking
1: you. from the top right, all on the, top the way down. down to the bottom.
0: You know what's, what's what is uh, an issue that I, like I said I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But um, there's there's Because of the rhetoric that I've heard and the comments that I've heard about even there being such a deep racial divide in Petersburg, or one side of Petersburg and the other side of Petersburg, and if there's a lot of work to be done to get people of color or people in in, in communities around one table on the same accord, that's not even talking about addressing the other exactly. side of Petersburg, right? Yeah. So in order, in order for things to work, not necessarily it has to work this way, but what I found in Richmond and what one of the things that has been a challenge is getting diverse people around the table that have networks that reach diverse communities mm-hmm. to start to work together. Not saying that you need a whole diverse I I well, I've pr- like one of the things that we've always prided ourselves with in regards to partnering and things is inclusion and in diversity and trying to figure out who we could work with that may be in a Latino community or maybe in a business community or maybe in and the, the, that's in itself is very very hard work just to get not mega change but just get one event on our core. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, say, how do you guys how does Petersburg as a community, and you're talking about two, three, four, five different Petersburgs. Mm-hmm. How does the business community, and I mean, I'm talking about big business, where there's the Petersburg Chamber of it's, Commerce? There's no somewhere. way around it other than unity. It's, it's no way
6: around it other than unity. If you don't have the schools, the government, the uh, the police, the community. The churches, all of us working together, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. We're pulling them apart from each other. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to deal with me and this brother because his name is Muhammad and my name is Shahid. And because ta- 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 we ta- 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 we're, ta- a big and we're to the church to say this is what the church needs to do. And we get shot down because we have Muslim names and we're looked at differently. Mm-hmm. We've spoken at different events to where people will listen and afterwards they'll come to us and say, what you said is right on point. But I can't go against my church. <laughs> yes, you want to say something? Well,
2: I mean, there is a divide. I mean, you go, you go to downtown Petersburg on Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you see a lot of Confederate flag waving, mm-hmm. you know, monster tire trucks. And so, <laughs> you say, the community's gonna come together. That's a, that's a tall order when you have people who are divisive, not wanting to even mingle with African-Americans. That's
4: tradition, too. And so yeah. that's,
2: you know, so it, it makes it very difficult. and. I don't know the solution. I wish I could say yeah. the solution. I, well, you know, I, I, think, I can see we got the numbers. We, we start with, we with our I think people. I people. think like that the solution right? is yeah. charity starts at right? home, then
3: spreads abroad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I'm not too concerned about what the other folks are
0: doing. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. I'm worried about what my own people are doing. Exactly. And I think once we clean our own house up, that's right, and be the beacon light for others. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, hey, there's nothing stopping us but ourselves. Right. You know what I mean. So the object is with myself, with uh, Mr. Shabazz, What we focus on is getting our people at whatever it takes. You know, we don't do the big I's and little you's. We don't care. Everybody can help. If you want to join on with us,
0: let's go. If you're for this cause, let's go. So how do we pivot in a way that there's a lot of good work being done Uh, There's a lot of resilient people, and like I said, I have to, uh, not just me, but I mean, uh, one of the goals of uh, even coming to Petersburg and starting a a series of roundtables and meeting people is um, trying to help make uh, even the connections between what we're doing in Richmond and possibly what... uh, these brothers doing this business developer with JD Hayes, they' trying to make the, and and, and Dawn, make those relationships a little bit smaller, make them a little more easier. And so when you're looking at um, trying to I guess pivot or double down, if you will, on the things that are working, um, how do we go about even kind of building the people up fancy that you know are doing amazing work? How do we go about even supporting them even further?
7: I think that
0: this is a good start. Mm -hmm. I think that
7: opening ourselves to the dialogue, to hearing other people's perspectives, not only to hearing other people's perspectives, but opening ourselves to other people's networks and contacts. I think that if there was a a body, a nuclear body, that agreed to come together on a regular basis to have these conversations and to, to move forward with putting those ideas and thoughts into action, then we could get some things done. But I think that as long as people are divided, nothing's going to happen.
8: And I don't think that I don't think that people are divided because of something that's bad. I just think that, you know, like I said, there's no synergy. Like, mm-hmm. one thing I loved about Shaping mm-hmm. Up Our Futures when I came back to Petersburg, it was inclusive. Where I remember Shahid and Muhammad, they had a... I think it was a lady who had a podcast or something. I mean, it had different business owners and other people from the community that actually come in. So, I mean, I think maybe it's just a poverty mentality. Like you said, rubbing two nickels together. It's mine. I have a nonprofit. I'm doing good. I want to have the credit. I think a lot of times we have to put our egos aside and figure out what is the most important thing. The most important thing is love and love for our city. Is everything? I think we have to put that at the central focus. So if there is a group like Shaping Up Our Futures, that is the nuclear body that brings the other smaller nonprofits together, so be it. But the thing is, we have to remember it's about helping the city, Mm -hmm. pushing the city forward, stoking those memories that we have of 36 million lit up like Vegas and stuff, and returning it to its glory days in earnest. But we have to get out of that mentality of the I, me, I want to change. There's no I in change. It has to be a we. It has to be a community effort.
1: And we got to stop waiting. We gotta do stop it. waiting. Uh, for the past couple of years, I've been um, coordinating the uh, the music festival. I think he was talking about on mm-hmm. Halifax Street. And people say stuff like, "Well, why they why why don't they let us do this more often? Why why don't who why is do they? we who is the day? right? Who is they? First of all, I'm still trying to figure out who they
8: is. Why
1: why do we I only do this it. once a year? Why don't they let us? The first of all, this is nothing that the city. Gave to us. This is something that a group of citizens came together and said, "We want something to do." So we put it together. And ten years later, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And I'm proud to be a part of it. We didn't ask for permission. We told the city what we wanted. We want to block these streets off. We want to do this. This is, you know, you can get on it. You could, you could not be on it. And after a while, the city started kicking a little bit of money. We ain't expecting that money no more because we know our current challenges. But at least we know we can shake other trees for financing You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? But we're not asking anyone to do anything They didn't ask anybody to do the back to school drive Or the coat drives or midnight basketball or anything You see the need
4: it you, so. ju-
1: you, pull, you roll your sleeves up You get to work And right. it's not a lot of people in the city I think if you, if you spent your whole life being colorblind And all you was used to was being colorblind And you don't know that there's a such thing as red You never want for red not but big. as soon as somebody give you those dope glasses and you can see some red, that's all you want in your life. You if green. we give these, uh, give our, our kids and even our adults, Indeed. if we show them a little bit of what we could be, I guarantee you they're going to want me. And that's it. It's
6: just like you have the... People said they say, you know, the city should put a community center. The city should do this. It's not up to the city to do Look stuff. It's up to people in the community. Marlo like, exactly said
1: like Marlo. we need a. Marlo said we need a community center. Marlo reached in his pocket and he did it.
6: Mm-hmm. We're not gonna go deep about the city yeah. and Marlo and all right. that stuff, but <laughs> if Marlo came out of pocket, did it himself with the help of people from the community, and that's what it's gonna take. More people to do organized stuff like that to give things for the people to do, and. You can't sit there and say it's nothing for the city to do when people put things out to do and then the city don't come out also. Exactly. Well, there's something free or some drinks involved. Here exactly.
5: is something for the city to do. Uh, we are very concerned that in 2017 there will be no summer programming for our kids. It is necessary. Boys and girls club. Well, of course. Okay. <laughs> Don, you got it. Y'all should link up Parks on this Parks and recreation has traditionally for, for years, and we all remember the the, the good times of Parks and Recreations when they have had some programming for all the kids in Petersburg. Okay? They are not going to be able to act in this capacity due to all of the finances that the city is in. It is necessary for a group of citizens to form a nonprofit that seeks to identify outside sources of money to provide services and what is ultimately a summer program for these kids, for real.
7: If I can show, if I you can already take got, some, people some got that yes. Already here
5: working on stuff for the people of Petersburg. We got that, well, we've done our and shaping up our future. Well, here's we the thing. Right now. We need to take over the Municipal Department of Parks and Recreation so that that government responsibility is turned over to a non-profit because right now it is not a high priority with this municipal government for the sake of what they have to
0: do. But I think the key here is, and I think the important part is, there are at least three people in the room, four people in the room that can now, now that something is identified through dialogue, we can start, there's a process now to start to be able to communicate and say, this summer, this is going to happen. How can, in good faith, the community of Petersburg start working, and then how can you call somebody else and call somebody else? I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but how can you call um, bigger organizations and even smaller organizations? How do you get people like you were saying that that synergy of working together? And we with all.
1: that, I'm um, w-
0: um, oh, sorry, I hate to do this, no, no, no. but with that said. We've got to use that as a wrap-up for the first podcast that we'll be doing in Petersburg. Um, I do want to thank everyone individually to a person for coming through and sharing. Um, This is obviously a conversation that needs to keep going, needs to get bigger, needs to be shared. And I'm glad, even though not knowing exactly what was going to come out of coming for the first time, Not knowing what I was going to hear, not knowing what we are going to learn, I will encourage everyone that listens to this podcast to share it, whether you're in Richmond, whether you're in Northern Virginia, whether you're in in Hampton Roads, because I think awareness starts to breed action. If the first step can start to be awareness, again, I think everyone, um, I will try to put everybody's information up on the website as well with with the post, Please, if you want to be involved uh, in anything that's happening, please contact these individuals as well. Um, On that note, I gotta thank the Petersburg Public Library for giving us the opportunity to uh, be here for this podcast. I gotta thank the Cheats Movement, the table assistants, Jordan, Gigi's on board, Reza, Thank you guys so much. Everybody around the room, thank you for participating. Um, we got to keep the conversation going in, in, in as many places as possible. So.